Thanks to Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Rasta Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 701 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about having a power outage in your grow space. Before I get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those kind folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Sam Heads. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to a new supporter, our friend Sneaker Trader 101. Let's send a thank you shout out to Chief87. I want to send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to my new friend Curbside Gardens. Let's send a thank you shout out to Jimmy L. Let's send a big fist bump to one of my favorite testers, Route 305. Let's send a thank you shout out to another great tester, my buddy Mobius Grows. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Frankie and Luke. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Rasta Green Thumb. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to my buddy Stoner Dave. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to ADHD Grower. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And of course, There is a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. For those of you supporting Patreon at the $7.10 a month level or higher, make sure you do check the post that I put up because there is a coupon code. You can get a great deal on some of the merchandise. That is kind of my Christmas present to the patrons to say thank you. So make sure you check that post. If you are a patron at the $7.10 a month level or higher, you got a great coupon code that may help you out. Uh, Check it soon before the things do sell out. All right. Once again, big thanks for all of the continued Patreon support. It was an amazing year. Obviously, could not have done it without you. So thank you. All right. Let's not ramble too much. Let's get into this podcast. I try not to talk too much about uh, myself, my life in this show, because some people do find it boring. I'm going to get comments that the first five minutes of this show was nothing but rambles. But a lot of my friends do enjoy hearing about what's going on in my life and in uh, enjoying what I've experienced and me sharing that with them. I like to bring my friends in. So come along. It's story time with Rasta Jeff. I recently got to experience an amazing place called Meow Wolf. There are three Meow Wolf locations. There's a New Mexico location, a Las Vegas location, and a Denver location. I went to the Denver location 
Meow Wolf is an amazing place. It is called the uh, Meow Wolf Convergence is what it is known as at that place. Convergence Station might be the real name. Uh, I can't really describe what happens inside of Meow Wolf. Meow like what a cat says and wolf like the animal. Meow Wolf. It is an interactive art experience. Uh, basically, it is like walking into a mushroom trip inside of a building is the easiest, best way to describe it. Meow Wolf is an amazing experience. Uh, I was there for two hours. Uh, I got there at 10 o'clock. They closed at midnight. Uh, they politely kick you out. It's not like a get the fuck out situation, but they're like, hey, Convergence is closed. You got to go. Uh, in that two hours, I missed a lot. The only way I know I missed a lot is because I've seen other social media posts and other videos, and I didn't see a lot of the shit in those videos and a lot of the things in those posts. So I know there's a lot more of that place to explore, discover, interact with. Uh, the next time I go, I will buy the little cue card. Uh, it's an amazing experience without the cue card, but if you buy this little thing called the cue card, uh, there are places where you can tap the card and more things. Uh, the place comes to life, honestly. The whole place is interactive. Everything you walk by, touch, uh, has some sort of user interaction. So you walk into one area and there are doorways and there are hidden doorways. Sometimes it just looks like the wall. I would push on certain parts of the wall and it would open up and there would be um, a mirror maze in there. And when you come out of the mirror maze, now you're in some weird pizza land. And then you come out of pizza land and now you're in the catacombs. And then you come out of the catacombs and you're in some weird fairy land. It was, I can't do it justice by explaining it with words. Uh, but I had such a good time. I had to share it. I had to talk about it. It is a fully immersive, interactive, psychedelic art experience, and you can spend hours in there. So uh, have fun when you go. I do highly recommend it. The Denver place is amazing. I've heard that the Albuquerque place is just as good. Uh, the reviews I have read and things I've heard, the Las Vegas location is not as impressive, but still amazing. Uh, but I wanted to share with you guys the fun experience that I had at Meow Wolf. I will quit rambling about that. If you are a cannabis consumer, if you've got a brain like me, if you're into art, creativity, uh, experiences, uh, anybody of all ages can go there. It's very, uh, it's available for all ages. You may want to carry the small kids, um, go during the day if you got little ones, because at night people may or may not be um, not in their totally right mind, unless you want your kids around some uh, people that are gooned out a little bit. You might want to go a little earlier. They do also offer days, uh, nights, which are adults only. After 6 p.m., you do have to be 21 to 21 to get in on some dates. They do announce that on their calendar. You do have to buy tickets in advance. I feel like I just did a fucking Meow Wolf commercial. Not what that was supposed to be. I didn't got, did not get paid for that. I simply enjoyed it so much I wanted to share the experience with you. It was a great place. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I was led by someone who's already been there, and they knew right where to take me, right what to show me, like they had already been in my brain. There's one room in Meow Wolf. It looks like you've dumped my brain on the floor. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, that's enough of a Meow Wolf commercial. You guys go there. Check it out. Um, have a good time. I can't tell you to alter yourself, but if you alter yourself, it will be the most amazing experience you could imagine. If you're somebody that doesn't alter yourself, uh, that place is kind of what it feels like to be altered. <laughs> like you're walking around in somebody's mushroom trip when you were inside of there. All right, let's move on from Meow Wolf. I feel like I gave them a big commercial. Meow Wolf, I'll look forward to the free tickets in my inbox. Let's see. Um, the 710 episode is coming up. What? Not 710 the month, not 710 the holiday. Episode number 710. That's right. This is number 701. 710 is nine episodes away. 710 is the concentration celebration. 710 is the new 420. We will explain why on the episode. But 710 is the new time to smoke. That's when you take dabs, when you smoke oil. 
Maybe that will give you a hint of why we say 710. However, the 710 episode is coming up. I would like questions from the audience and the listeners. If you have got dab questions, concentrate questions, 710 questions, I would love to get those questions because I do plan to have a very well-known, very reputable concentrate maker here on the podcast, somebody that uh, grows their own flowers and presses, makes rosin out of those flowers and is very well-known for their impressive, delicious rosin. I'm not a fan of a lot of rosin. I'll smoke Green Dot and I'll smoke rosin from this other person and a couple of other people, but I'm going to have a great concentrate maker, a rosin presser, a grower, member of the community here on the show. I should be able to answer a lot of the concentrate questions. What I cannot answer, our friends that I do plan to have on the show will answer those for us. So I do invite you uh, to send me questions. Please, the email address is at hotmail.com. I look forward to all of your concentrate questions. If it's about dabbing, uh, dab equipment, concentrates, we won't talk about making uh, BHO concentrates. We won't talk about making things like that. What we're going to focus on is how every home grower can safely and legally produce their own concentrates at home. That's what we're going to focus on. But if anyway, I'm rambling and stoned, obviously, today. Uh, big shout out to my friend who got me the uh, cake batter dabs. That shit is working, bro. You know who you are. Um, where are we going from there? Questions for the 710 show. Concentrate questions. Hash questions, concentrate questions, dabbing questions. Uh, send them my way. Grow from your heart at hotmail.com. I'll do my best to get them on episode number 710. Maybe if I don't use those questions for episode 710, I'll just use them for a an episode after that. If I can answer them on my own, I'll handle them, field them myself in another episode. So load me up. Hash questions, concentrate questions. I can't wait. All right, where do we go from there? This show, let me check the calendar. I do believe that this will be the podcast that comes out right before, yes, this will come out right before Christmas, just the day before Christmas Eve. So I want to make sure to wish everybody, whatever holiday it is that you celebrate, uh, I'm not picky. I love you. Whatever holiday you are going to celebrate this winter, your cold season holiday, your winter holiday, your excuse to take some time off work, off of school and spend time with your family, enjoy that. I hope you have the best winter holiday season that you can have. Uh, slow down for a minute, unplug for a minute, uh, turn off TikTok, spend some time with some people that you care about. Um, it doesn't have to be your blood family. It could be your cannabis family. It could be your sneakerhead family. It could be your skateboard family. It could be your band family. It could be your gang family. If that's what you finna do, be with your family, spend some time, unplug for a minute, spend some peaceful, loving, caring time together, recharge yourselves. I know we get moving fast, especially me. Uh, I work eight days a week, 26 hours a day, uh, 42 days a month. I know what it's like to go fast, try to get a lot of shit done, but it's a time of year to take a break, uh, hug somebody, eat some good food, exchange some gifts. Uh, even if those gifts are just your company, be around each other, chill out. Anyway, my point of this was, uh, I don't care what holiday you celebrate, I still love you. Happy holiday, big respect, every color, race, creed, orientation, uh, it's time for that love right now. So spread the love. Happy holidays. Um, now let's jump into the actual part of the podcast. I'm fucking rambly here at the start of the show. It's going to be a nine-hour show. I haven't even talked about any of the main topics. Uh, the new year is coming up. There's probably another episode. Yeah, there's more episodes before the new year, but it is time to start thinking about what are we going to do with ourselves in the new year. It's always time to have a start, a fresh start. You're changing that calendar. Are you going to get your goal of how many how many harvests are you going to get next year? Have you figured out how to set a rhythm of how many harvests you expect in your grow? Now is a good time to set goals, not just in your grow, but in your life. 
You got about two weeks now to clean all this shit up in your life. About a week and a half. Clean up all the bullshit. Get it straightened up so we can start next year fucking strong. So set some goals in your grow. Set some goals in your grow. What are you going to be better at next year? Are you going to learn how to clone better? Are you going to get better at uh, defoliating? Are you going to learn how to finally take clones? I said clones already, but you know what I'm saying. What are you going to improve on next year? Uh, then in your life, what are you going to improve on? One of the things I keep saying is that I'm going to be better at answering emails. I try my best to respond and interact with all the emails that I get, but I'm overloaded. So one of my New Year's resolutions, again, is to answer all the damn emails as quickly as possible. Uh, if you email me, and I keep looking at my phone right now as I'm talking about it, I'm giving myself a panic attack and anxiety. Now, I get a lot of emails, you guys. If you email me and I don't reply, it's not personal. Uh, I can't keep up. I, and then you reply and people reply. So I'll, I'll reply to 100 emails in a day and I get 100 responses. And I, uh, I'm not bitching, but it's hard. So one of my resolutions is to do better at emails. So if you've been emailing me, maybe in the new year, I'll finally get back to you and I do apologize. So you have some goals for the new year in the grow and in your life. Uh, it doesn't have to be something big. If you do something that you don't like that you do, if you know you do something that sucks, do it one time less next year. Over 365 days, if you do the shitty thing one time less, that is progress. Uh, if you do something that you wish you did more, uh, everybody says they're going to go to the gym, right? If you say, I want to go to the gym, if you make it one day a week, that's more than you were doing last year, that's an improvement. Maybe work that up to two or three times, but build on to things. I'm not a gym person. That's my example. Just saying, build on things, improve this year. Let's set some goals. Let's move forward. So my next question is, what did you learn this year? Did you learn some stuff this year? Sit back for a minute and think about what you learned. We have been through a lot of shit for the past uh, year, year and a half, coming up on two years-ish, right? Our minds, our bodies, our psychological uh, systems have been put through hell. A lot of us, our health has been put through hell. What did you learn? How did you come out of it? You probably had a lot of emotional, spiritual, physical, psychological learning this year. What did you learn? How did you deal with it? Um, I learned how to deal with a lot of emotional things. I was uh, maybe not emotional, but I was used to going to comedy shows and concerts every single weekend. And for 18 months, I was stuck here in this house. What did I do with that? What did I learn? How do I improve? Uh, I turned my audio podcast into a 4k multi-cam uh, podcast that comes out twice a week. And I feel like it's pretty well produced and I put out a good show. That's what I tried to learn and do with my, uh, my year, my pandy time, if you will, my forced stay at home vacation. So what did you learn? What are you going to learn next year? I already said, get better at something. So what are we going to learn next year? Think about what you learned this year. Think about what you can do with the next year. I'm not trying to get too philosophical, but a lot of people forget that sometimes you got to sit down, reflect. What did you learn? What am I going to do next year? Now's a good time to check in with yourself, check in with your business, check in with your life, your grow. Just get a good grip on some shit. Maybe you got some loose ends you haven't thought about. Might be time to clean that shit up. Start a new year fresh. Let's go strong. Set yourself up for success is something that I say a lot. I don't know if I've ever given credit on the show to who taught me the phrase, set yourself up for success. Uh, I believe it was seventh grade at Bellflower High School in Bellflower, California. And it was Miss Dodson is who taught a class called success. And I was, uh, set yourself up for success was one of the phrases that she said a lot. And you might not believe me. I'm sure you'll believe me. Uh, I gave a speech in her class. I'm just rambling at this point, but it's a Christmas show. Merry motherfucking Christmas. Um, I gave a speech in her class. We had to give speeches. And everybody at the time did like Michael Jordan. And I think it was Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco were popular at that time. Everybody did those people as their heroes. We had to do a speech on our heroes. 
I don't remember who the girls did. Sorry, ladies. I don't remember who the girls chose to do their speeches about, but all the boys chose Michael Jordan. Um, uh, one guy did Wayne Gretzky, and I remember Jose Canseco and Mike, Mark McGuire. It was the home run derby time is when this uh, speech had to happen. But I did my speech in seventh grade, and Miss Dodson looked at me at the end of my speech and said, I've never given anybody an A on a speech before. And I was like, oh, I just got the first A on a speech. So that was kind of cool. She set me up for success, bro. And now this far into life, I'm successful because that lady made me give a good speech and gave me confidence in myself. So I'll always remember, set yourself up for success. Do that for yourself. Anything. You could do that uh, in the grow, in your life. You can do it everywhere. Uh, if you're a stoner, have your keys and your wallet and your phone ready to go. If you got to remember to take something tomorrow, set it by your phone or by your shoes or by your keys. Set yourself up for su success. Small shit will lead to big shit. All right. I am rambly, getting all philosophical. Nobody came here for all that stuff. You guys came here for a cannabis growing podcast. Let's talk a little bit about growing cannabis. Recently, a lot of people have experienced power outages all over social media. I see my power is out. What do I do? The power has been out. The power went out. The power is going to go out. The power is flickering. How do we deal with power outages? Uh, I live in a, a decent area. We've got a lot of infrastructure here. I'm in the city. I'm not in the sticks. I'm not in the woods. Uh, if the power goes out here, they're usually pretty quick on it. Even in my neighborhood in the past couple of weeks, because of the uh, extreme wind, we experienced 90 mile an hour winds here. The power did go out several times. So people are asking me, emailing me and posting it on social media. How do we deal with these power outages this year? Now we do have a few things to think about. A lot of us may have multiple cycles of plants in our grow space. You may have flowering plants. You may have veg plants. You may have clones. The clones and the easy cloner are going to need the most attention when the power goes out. So let's talk about keeping those clones happy and safe when the power goes out. Then we'll talk about the rest of the grow. We'll work our way through the rest of the grow. If you are running your clones in an easy clone or some, some type of turbo cloner, aeroponic cloning machine, those clones expect their roots, their base, their tips to be wet uh, maybe constantly at least every few minutes. A lot of people run that sprayer constant. I run mine on a 45-minute on. 15-minute uh, off cycle. Sometimes I'll do it differently based on the environment, uh, availability, and needs of the room. But most of the time, it's 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off. I keep them wet, keep them wet, turn off that sprayer, let them not dry, but kind of not be soaked for 15 minutes, and they don't get root rot that way. That dry time is when the roots really start spreading out looking for water. So um, keep some moisture on them, uh, then let it turn off. Now, when the power goes off, that sprayer inside the Easy Cloner, the Turbo Cloner, whatever aeroponic clone machine you're using, it's not going to spray those clones with water. Uh, within a couple of hours, they're going to start saying, depending on their age, how far along they are in the process, they're going to start telling you, hey, we need some water on our roots. The easiest thing to do for the Easy Cloner is to get a spray bottle, like the kind you use to clean the windows or whatever, get a clean one, buy a clean, fresh spray bottle, designate it for purposes like this. Uh, maybe you've got one to use for foliar feed that will work. Just clean it out. Scoop up some of the water out of the Easy Clone machine and spray the roots of the plants with that water every hour, every 30 minutes. As long as they stay wet, they will not die. You just need to keep those roots wet. Just moisten them up. They don't need to be soggy and dripping. Uh, the more frequently you can do it, obviously, the better. But you've got to lift up that dome, spray them, spray down those roots, get every single plant, get them wet. Then close it down. Make sure you don't crush any of the roots if you got dangly roots. Uh, when you do this, here's we're going to talk about this more later on in the episode. But when you do this, make sure that you put that cloner back together properly. A lot of times we'll set that clone dome back on top, the top of the easy cloner, 
It's not the dome. It's just the top. We'll set that top back on there, and it won't be perfectly on there. And when the power does come back on, the water is going to spray everywhere out of that fucking cloner. Those things are notorious for leaking if you don't pay attention. Uh, I take a piece of a neoprene, an extra clone. Uh, so when you buy the clone collars, the little circles, they come in like a tray, in a little tray thing. It looks like the thing that a six pack of beer or soda would come in. I keep part of that and I cut shapes out of that to stick in the holes of my easy cloner because they provide you extra holes for more plugs. If you want to put a, a heater, an air stone, some random shit, there are more in and out spots in there. I use that neoprene to cut little uh, plugs, I guess, to fill those, uh, to plug the dam so there are no leaks in there. So it would be really important to make sure to reassemble that easy cloner uh, completely correctly and anticipate the power coming back on. Because when the power comes back on, that thing's going to start spraying from the bottom. If it's not on there correctly, the water will spray out of the gaps, out of the sides. Uh, you have no idea how many times I've come home or walked into a commercial facility and just heard, and that easy cloner is just empty and all the water's on the floor and the pump is just cooking itself. You can smell the pump about to burn and fry itself. So uh, the first thing to think about when the power goes out is that easy cloner. Let's get the clones in the easy cloner wet. If you've got regular clones, you're going to need to keep that space warm. If it's in the winter like it is right now, it may get cold quite quickly. You may want to figure out a way to keep the babies warm because that coldness is going to be one of the first things that destroys the small plants. Uh, I would prefer uh, too much cold for the larger plants compared to too much heat, but for the babies at this point, the cold will really slow down the success and health of your clones. So if you got a dome, keep them warm. That's the only thing you can ask for. Um, keep them alive until the power comes on. If you've got a short power outage, this won't be a big deal. If the power's out for a long time, that's when we start getting stressed out on things. Uh, we'll talk more about that because the plants, of course, are photo period plants. Long periods of dark can give us problems. All right, so we've addressed the easy cloner. Now let's move our way into the veg area and talk about the plants in veg. The veg plants can handle the power outages quite well because they are just vegging. They're not in flower. They expect 18, uh, maybe 20, maybe 24 hours of daylight. Maybe people do something different, but they just expect a long day of daylight. If the power goes out in your veg room uh, during your daytime cycle, those plants simply think it was cloudy or it was a rainy day and they just didn't get the light, the photons, the sun energy, the light energy that they would have gotten for that day. So for one day, for a few hours in veg, it shouldn't cause you too many problems. It will just, you'll miss that much, uh, that many par watts, that many photons, that much PPFD for your plant. It didn't go to the gym that day. It didn't get its vitamins. It didn't eat that day. It just kind of, it was there. It took a couch day. It took a, a cheat day, a lazy day is what that plant did if you had lights off for just a short period. Now, let's talk about this. We're going to segue from veg plants to flowering plants. The reason that it matters uh, in the flower room more is because these plants are what we call photo period plants. Some of you are growing autoflowers. Uh, what I'm about to say kind of doesn't matter uh, as accurately as much for autoflowers. Let me make that clear. This is for photo period plants. Uh, most cannabis plants are flowering is induced by triggering a light cycle of approximately 12 hours of light, 12 hours of uninterrupted darkness. So let's talk about that. If our veg plants are in dark for too long, they can be triggered to the flowering stage. This could take 24, 48, 36 hours. It could take 72 hours. It's all about the plant. Each plant will have a different uh, critical period in which it will decide to trigger into flower from darkness. 
So that is up to each individual plant. It'll be possibly phenotype dependent. Uh, definitely, it's going to be strain dependent, depending on where your plants are from, depending on uh, how far along those plants are. If they're root bound, if they're more mature, uh, if their hormones are built up and they're ready to go into flower, it may take less darkness for them to switch. Uh, if you got small plants that are in big pots and they're not root bound and they've been getting a lot of light, uh, they may not switch as quickly. So it's going to be all about the plant uh, and a lot of small details will play into this. If you've got veg plants and you are experiencing power outages for a long period of time, you may want to get some sort of supplemental lighting in there just to wake them up. You could use a powerful flashlight if that's all you've got. If you've got a home grow, like a portable, one of those battery, not the small circle batteries, the big square battery powered flashlight, that bitch will go in there and wake your plants up. Just shine that at the plants every uh, hour for five or 10 minutes and just wake the plants up. They will not go to sleep. They will not go into flower. Now, the flowering plants are more critical because we don't want to interrupt the dark cycle. The reason those plants are flowering is because they're getting 12 hours of uninterrupted darkness. We can kind of mess with the day cycle a little bit. You don't want to go in there every day and just unplug the lights and plug them back in and just fuck around and cause some stress and confuse them. But you can disrupt, augment, uh, mess around, play with, torment them during the day cycle to a minimum without causing problems. If the power goes out during the light cycle, uh, it's just like they're not getting, like I said a moment ago, they're not getting their light energy. Light is the main source of energy for the plants. Light is what triggers everything else to happen. That's what tells them to eat. That's what creates photosynthesis. Everything comes from the light. So that light starts the whole process of a plant. Without the light, they're not going to do their processes. They won't die without light for a little bit, but they're not going to make any progress. They're just chilling. They took a day off. They're not at the gym. They're not eating. They're not getting vitamins. They're just chilling out. You're also not spending anything on the light, and you probably won't lose anything from one, maybe two short power outages, but you don't want it to be a regular, consistent thing. Now, we can interrupt the daytime cycle. What you cannot do is have light problems during the night cycle. We cannot get lights interrupting our sleeping process. Think of it like this. Um, if you are, if it's during the day and I'm like, hey, let's turn off the lights and watch a movie. That's fine. People are cool. Turn off the lights, watch a movie, play their phone. When the lights come back on, you're just like kind of lazy, lethargic, good movie, nice cuddle time with the chick or whatever, with the dude, if that's your thing, or if you're a lady or whatever. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Uh, come out of the dark time, you're fine. However, if you go to bed and halfway through your bedtime, I turn on all the lights and start fucking playing the drums, you're going to be pissed off. The plants are kind of the same way. The plants, however, will express intersex traits and produce seeds, possibly. I'm not going to turn intersex. I hope you don't turn intersex from a light problem, and I hope you don't make seeds, but that is what happens when you fuck with the plants. The plants can take a light interruption during their light time. They could take a light interruption. They can't take a dark interruption during the dark time. I hope that makes sense. Don't fuck with them when they're sleeping. When they're awake, it's okay. Now let's segue into a very important part of the power outage discussion. Get everything back on track as soon as possible. Um, if you're getting, if you know the power is going to flicker, go off and on multiple times for the next few hours, maybe just go unplug everything for a little bit. It is less stressful on you, first of all. You're not going to freak out as much if you don't hear your grow light going or your fans and your air conditioners coming on and then turning off. Ah, oh, shit, I thought it was going to come on. You get all excited. Also, so did the equipment, so do the plants. So it's less stressful on you, the plants, and the equipment to just unplug it. You don't need the light coming on. 
depending on what kind of lights you've got, if you've got old HPS lights, you don't want those coming on, running for 15 and then getting shut off and then coming back on because that is a cold start, which is very, very bad for the bulb and the ballast. So just unplug your gear if you know you're going to have intermittent power outages for the next couple of hours. Just unplug it. But make sure to get everything back on schedule as soon as possible. Don't forget about every single fan. If you've got an easy cloner on a timer, readjust that timer. If your lights are on a timer that come off and on at a certain time, make sure they are reset. If you've got those dial timers, you've got to manually return that timer to go back on. If the power went off on some timers and it doesn't have a battery backup, you've got to reset the timer. Many timers have an on, off, auto button. When they come back on from a power outage, they flip to the on switch. You've got to put it back on auto. It may not go off when you're expecting it to go off. Double check everything. If it is plugged in and you expect it to cycle in some sort of way, double check it your fans, your air conditioners, your dehumidifier, your humidifier, your humidistat, whatever comes on to get rid of humidity in the room, make sure that all of that stuff has been reset. If you are running any sort of electronic digital monitoring devices, recalibrate and relink with that. Uh, if you've got a Smart B, if you've got a PL Grow system, if you've got a, what's the other brand, a Pulse, make sure that is all recalibrated, reconnected, and reset so that you know you're getting your notifications and your alerts and that it's paying attention. Sometimes when those things get unplugged, they lose their connection to your phone, your modem, your device, your router, your gateway, whatever century you live in, whatever you call it, wherever you are, you may need to reconnect your monitoring equipment. So as soon as possible, get all of your stuff back on cycle because it is, uh, like I said earlier, we cannot, it is less critical to keep your dark cycle on time. So if you're going to get your dark cycle back on time, make sure nothing's going to come on during that night cycle that you don't think is going to come on. Get all your timers synced back up. Get all of your blowers synced back up. Everything needs to be checked. But like I said a minute ago, if you think you're going to keep experiencing more power outages, if the wind is still blowing, if the snow is still coming down, if the trucks are still out there working on it, just leave that shit unplugged because it is more stressful on the plants. Just imagine if like you took a nap and every couple of hours they're like, psych, we're turning the lights on. You're like, oh shit, man, come on. That's like torture for people. It's got to be torture for the plants as well. We don't want to stress them, intersex them, uh, give them any more struggles than they need. So if you know the power is going to keep flickering and problems are going to keep happening, just unplug everything, let it all chill. It's free. They're just resting. As long as you get some light on them uh, within the next 18 hours or so, uh, your plants won't go into flower. You just need a couple of hours. Uh, maybe a few minutes of light if that's all you can do, but keep doing that every few hours to keep them from going into flower. Your plants will be okay. It is better to have too cold than too hot. Uh, there is a, a story of a power outage for several days in Canada, and a lot of people, their crops did survive. But as soon as you are certain that everything is restored, the power crews are gone, the wind is gone, the snow is starting to melt, go in the grow start in the flower room, start in the bedroom, work your way up or down, however you do it, but check everything that is plugged in. Every light, every timer, every fan, every blower. Like I said before, all of your electronics, all of your uh, your uh, monitoring stuff. If you have cameras in the grow that are connected to your Wi-Fi, they may need to be reconnected. Check on all of that stuff before you leave, before you go anywhere, before you head out for work again, before you go to the friend's house. Because when you get there, you're going to want to check your VPD. You're going to want to look at the grow and you're going to go, ah, I didn't fucking recalibrate the cameras. I didn't re redo the PL minder unit. None of my shit works. I got to go home because I'm paranoid about my grow. So set yourself up for su success. 
go in there, reset all your timers, reprogram everything. Um, when the when the lights are supposed to go off, don't have faith that they went off. Go in there and actually physically check. If you've got a timer set for 10 p.m., set an alarm on your phone for 10 p.m. When it's 10 p.m., go look. Did the lights go off? Is there light coming from under the door from out of the tent? Do you hear the blower that you're supposed to hear? If you got a fan that should come on at one time, go check. Go check for just a couple of cycles. Make sure you got your rhythms back in place. Set yourself up for success. All right, I feel like I got rambly on that one, so let me recap, and then we'll wrap up this podcast. If you are experiencing power outages, make sure the most important thing is to get everything back on track as soon as possible. It is okay to interrupt the daytime cycle on a cannabis plant because it is a photo period plant. It is not okay to interrupt the nighttime cycle. Do your best to get those plants back on their regular cycle. Maybe sometimes you'll just have to leave them off for a while. Don't change any timers. Don't do anything weird shit like that. Just get them back to their regularly scheduled program as soon as possible. If the power went off uh, and then nighttime came, just let them have that long day, that full night they would normally get. Tomorrow, whatever time the timer should come on, get it back on schedule right then. Get right back to your program as soon as possible. Don't fuck around. Don't waste more time. Don't confuse those plants any more than necessary. Get them back on their pattern. Get them back to class. Get them learning again. Get them back in the gym. So get back on schedule. You can interrupt that daytime. Can't interrupt the nighttime. If you think you're going to get a lot of interruptions, just unplug them. It is okay. Uh, If you have a long, extended couple of days without light, you do need to get something in there, get some light on those plants just to wake them up. If they're in flower, let them go. You don't even have to mess with them. They will keep flowering. Uh, Pay attention to the water level. Just because it's dark doesn't mean they're not going to need some water. All right, I think that's all I've got for you. I'm going to wrap it up while it's nice and tight. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever holiday you celebrate, we've already done that part. Thank you for watching and listening. All I want for Christmas is 10,000 YouTube subscribers. That's right. All you've got to go, all you've got to do is go to YouTube. I'll look for the Grow From Your Heart podcast and click on the subscribe button. That's all I'm asking for for Christmas. Thank you for subscribing. I do appreciate that. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking for feedback, questions, corrections, comments, concerns, all that good stuff. If you've got something to say, the email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Don't be shy. Don't forget about the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. Everything else is at the website, iregenetics.com. Check out the website. Find us. I think you'll like the website. Poke around. All right, that is all I've got for you for this episode. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Curbside Gardens. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.